Hey warriors, welcome back to another flame episode of Work Your Breakthrough with your girl B. Here we are, another amazing Tuesday, and once again, I'm extremely honored to pour into those who are ready to work their breakthrough. Before I get started, I would like to take this time to welcome all the new listeners. I pray this podcast empower, motivate, strengthen, and encourage you to ignite the fight that you need to work your breakthrough. I also would like to thank those of you who have shared my podcast and left amazing reviews. I am so honored and empowered to continue setting the blaze to amazing topics every Tuesday. So again, thank you. Please continue guys to share because some some woman, one of our sisters, you know, is sitting in a dark place right now. And she's wondering how to defeat that excruciating battle that she's, you know, constantly fighting, you know, in a cycle with. And this podcast can be her answer prayer. So make sure you share. Okay. So now you know what time it is, right? It's time to dive in. (laughs) If you are ready to hear this flame topic, I want you to say right now, light it up, B, because you guys know I'm about to set this torch. (laughs) Glory to God. This episode, I kid you not, I'm telling you, it messed me up, okay? It messed me up. Or should I say, not just the episode, the title. The title itself, it messed your girl up. But I have to tell you what happened. I had to tell you how I got this title. God is so amazing. But here I am, you know, I'm sitting in my living room. My house is very quiet. No one is home, you know, and it's been a very emotional morning for me. You know, it's been very emotional. Um, My mother died 19 years ago. To be clear, let's let's clear this up real quick. (laughs) No, today is not her death anniversary. All right. I'm just extremely heavy because I miss my mom. I miss her. You know, the holidays are approaching and many people who have lost loved ones, they really struggle around these times. And I get it. I used to struggle like that all the time, but this is not my struggle. That's not the case for me. You know, your girl is missing her mom because these last two and a half years have been a battle for me. Okay, this morning I woke up and I decided to reflect on this season I've been in. And guess what, guys? It's been pretty rough, you know, especially as a mom. Going through as a mother has been a nightmare I wish I could wake up from. Um, I cannot tell you the amount of tears I shed within these last two years. But while I was reflecting, I started to feel that tender hole again in my heart. Let's pay attention to this, ladies. That hole that I was feeling has been there for 19 years. It's a hole that was formed the day my mother died. That hole caused me to also slip into a dark battle of depression for five years, okay? I'm only reminded of that hole when I'm in desperate need of my mother. Mm. Interesting how, you know, something that you're in need of can remind you of what is lost or what's empty on the inside of you. You know, I miss, I miss my mom. I miss her hugs. I miss her words of wisdom. I miss just having quality time with my mom. You know, I miss so much of her. And I know many of you can relate to me that, you know, losing a loved one is a very, di- it's very difficult, you know, and it's very difficult to come back from. Okay. In all honesty, it's a consistent grief. 
Can you relate to that? <laughs> it's a consistent grief. And let me break that down. You know, no matter how many years go by, you will always grieve that absence, the absence of your loved one. You will always grieve their absence, right? I'm pretty sure you guys understand exactly what I'm saying. You know, anyone who has lost a loved one can most definitely relate to what I'm saying. You know, you can be, you know, doing something, you know, years after that loved one passed away, something could trigger a reminder of that individual. And you're like, oh my God. And you know, your eyes are filled with tears. You're like, oh my God, I missed that person. Right. So that's what I mean about a consistent grief, you know? So while I was sitting here wishing my mother was here, I can literally feel my eyes filling with tears. I can feel my eyes just, they're filling up, you know, with tears. And immediately your girl started to talk herself out of letting them fall. I started talking myself out of it. <laughs> and right in the middle of that, I heard God say to me, no, don't do that. I'm like, what? <laughs> and then God says, allow yourself to feel my daughter. There's nothing wrong, Brenda, with you missing your mother. I divinely connected you to her. You lived in her womb for nine months, child. She raised you for 18 beautiful years. It's completely okay for you to miss your mom. It's okay to cry when you think of her absence. Allow yourself to feel, Brenda. So upon hearing those words, the tears fell. While my tears were falling, God continued to say, when you suppress your feelings, meaning keeping them a secret, You'll enter, meaning you will, Brenda, you will <laughs> enter a blind battle with the spirit of oppression. Ooh. Can I tell y'all that my tears dried up and my ears sparked up like, come again. <laughs> Say that again, God. And he said it. When you suppress your feelings, daughter. When you keep your feelings a secret, when you try to fight back those tears that really needs to come down, you will enter a blind battle with the spirit of oppression. Hmm. You guys know your girl. You know I'm going right. If <laughs> you've been on my podcast, you know you're about to get a definition. Uh-huh. So let's define oppression from the Merriam Dictionary. It has two definitions. Number one, the spirit of oppression mean an unjust or cruel exercise of authority or power. Hmm. Number two, a sense of being weighed down in body or mind. Then it adds to it. Pay attention. Depression. And then it goes in oppression. In oppression. A-N. <laughs> of spirits a sense of being weighed down in body or mind depression or an oppression of spirits is what it's saying here so I strolled down because I wanted to see what the synonyms of oppression is and the first synonym the very first synonym ladies that I found it said blue devils <laughs> blue devils I ain't like that <laughs> I ain't like that word what are these? What, are, what is this blue devils? What are they talking about? So, of course, I went to define it. When I looked up blue devils, it means low spirits. Low spirits. Despondency. 
despondency, low spirits. Wow. The spirit of oppression I see is very powerful. And I've learned that once it's granted authority, the cruelty of its works will demolish you. It's a mighty force that's aimed to weigh you down. And it's, guess what? Guess what, ladies? It is one of our main battles. How many of you have battled heaviness? Mm-hmm. How many? Have you ever experienced it? Have you ever been heavy? Have you ever just like, man, I don't know what this thing is. I just, I just feel heavy today. Mm-hmm. That's oppression, my sisters. Oppression is not one spirit. It's spirits. Meaning they're plural. It's more than one. Oppression is combined with a variety of wicked devils. It's combined with a variety of wicked devils. In Isaiah 61 and 3, heaviness is identified as a spirit. I don't know if you know that, but I'm telling you right now in Isaiah 61 and 3. You don't believe me? Go to it. I encourage you to read it anyway, you know. But Isaiah 61 and 3 says this. The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Interesting, right? What I want you to do in your personal time, I want you to go back and I want you to read Isaiah 61 and 3. But I want you to start at verse 1, then stroll down to verse 3 so you get the whole understanding of the sentence I just read. Okay? So let's continue. God was telling me that if I suppress my feelings... I unknowingly welcome in the spirit of oppression and those devils will weigh me down all because I refuse to allow myself to feel. (laughs) Jesus. This revelation, ladies, it was so good. It was so good. And I was so grateful to receive this download out of the mouth of God that I had to jump on here and share with you. I had a completely different topic. I kid you not. I did. But this topic here is so needed because it blessed me in so many ways. And I know that it will bless you. You know, the the women that I minister to, our sisters, you know, that come to me with their struggles. A lot of them are heavy. They're battling this very spirit right here. And I battled this spirit before several times in my life. I battled that spirit of oppression. I battled that heaviness spirit. I battled it, you know, and didn't even understand why I was battling things because of suppression, the very things that I ignored, the very things that I overlooked, the very things that I shoved under the rug. All that, all that (laughs) opened up the door to the spirit of oppression. Now, the reason I try to talk myself out of allowing my tears to fall is due to the fact that my mother has been gone for 19 years. I felt, you know, I cried those tears already, which I did. And I was telling myself, Brenda, you know, I cried those tears already. I'm a better, I'm in a better place. You know, I'm strong. There's no need for me to cry, right? That's what I'm telling myself. Would you tell yourself that after 19 years? (laughs) I thought I was right. But guess what? I wasn't right. I was wrong. Here it is. Yes, I, I did. I did cry those tears already. I am in a better place, you know? Granted, yeah, I am a strong woman. Absolutely. 
And there's no need for me to cry. (laughs) No, there is a need for me to cry. It's a form of expression. It's one way to release. Crying doesn't make me weak. And it will not lure me back into that depressed state. What it does, it allows me to be human. It allows me to be human. But here I am, you know, being this strong woman, trying to talk myself out of it, trying to encourage myself like David. (laughs) It messed me up. Being a strong woman is a beautiful thing. However, it can have some flaws. Mm -hmm. It can have some flaws, like talking yourself out of what's beneficial for you. Mm Mm-hmm. That's a flaw. As a strong woman, you can receive so many accolades. You know, people build you up. Oh, you're so strong. You know, I don't know how you got through that. I would have died in that. You know, that strength looked good on you. Man, I wish I was strong like you. I know you can make it because you're strong. You get all those accolades, right? But guess what? Those accolades will cripple you if you're not careful. Mm. Mm-hmm. Hearing people already always congratulating your strength, it can open up a door to pride. Mm-hmm. It can open up a door to pride, which will be the very voice that you hear and the very voice that come to the surface of talking you out of allowing yourself to feel. Oh, yes, sis. Mm Mm-hmm. We're going deep. This topic is lit, boo. It's lit. (laughs) I always break down my word lit, L-I-T. That means it's life-changing, it's impactful, and it's determined to transform your mindset. Mm Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Pride dresses well in disguise. It comes in many forms. Many forms. And I had no clue. (laughs) that talking myself out of crying was a form of pride. But listen, my sister, to what I was saying. Yeah, God. Hmm. I was saying these very words. I'm too strong for this. There's no need for me to cry about missing my mother. B, you better than this. You cried about this stuff already. Suck it up, girl. Get on with your life. (laughs) Here I am thinking I was building myself up when it was actually pride in disguise. What does God tell us about this spirit of pride? Proverbs 16 and 18 says what? It says pride goes before destruction. Mm -hmm. Now let's go ahead and deal with this spirit of oppression. The spirit of oppression is destructive. It's Satan's mission. He come to do what, my sister? He come to steal, he come to kill, and he come to destroy. He come to steal, kill, and destroy. The spirit of oppression works with the spirit of pride. So come on, God, and give it up to us. Give it on to us, God. Give it up. Give it up. God is loosening this thing over us today, ladies. If pride is in full force of its operation in your life, that heaviness you're feeling wouldn't be identified as oppression. (laughs) I'm talking about pride here. 
And next thing you know, you'll be depressed. Why? Because pride talked you out of allowing yourself to feel. Pride is like a dark cloud. It hides some things. (laughs) It hides. It's It's darkness. It's an enemy of light. Pride is. That's why it's called the blind battle. Because it covers the weight of oppression. It stands up for oppression. No one oppression to be identified. So it comes in his voice like as a form of you. Like, like you're talking to yourself. Like you're building yourself up. And that's not even you. That's pride. It disguises itself. <laughs> even in your own voice. <laughs> that's why you got to be careful. We want God to expose every demon on today, God. God, That you expose every demon. Because God says what? My people perish for the lack of knowledge. We will not be perishing women. I declare it and I decree it. We will not be perishing women. I want you to say right now, I will not be a perishing woman. I will not be a perishing woman. I will be a knowledgeable, a knowledgeable woman. I want you to declare it and decree it. Speak that thing out loud over yourself. Loose it in your atmosphere right now in the name of Jesus. I will not be a perishing woman. I will be a knowledgeable woman. So let's continue. It's imperative, my sister, that you allow yourself to feel. It does not make you weak. It means that you are human. It means that you are a woman. It means that you are sensitive. You are emotional. You can feel things. <laughs> you think and stuff bother you, right? And that's okay. I'm here to tell you it's okay. This is why I had to get on here and share this with you. Because as women, we endure so much and we always try to suppress our feelings. Because we don't want to, you know, cry about what we went through. I know a lot of people that just don't want to cry. You know, it's a form of weakness. They've been taught like this is a form of weakness. Or some people are tired of crying. But two or three years later, you may think about it and the tears may fill your eyes like, nope, nope, nope. But sometimes those tears are indicators that you haven't really dealt with something. You know, so that's another thing, though. But you have to really be in tune with yourself to identify those tears and where they're surfacing from. Amen. You have the right. You have the right to allow yourself to feel. You have the right to go through the emotional part of what you've been through. You cannot experience your breakthrough if you do not allow yourself to feel. We have to allow ourselves to feel. We have to do it. We have to allow ourselves to cry. We have to allow ourselves to get angry and to talk about what we're going through. We have to allow ourselves to get mad. We have to allow ourselves to have those type of feelings. We have to allow those tears to fall down our eyes and stop fighting them sometimes because it's a form of release. You know, those who are close to me, they know how expressive I am. And they know that I cry. (laughs) I will drop tears in a minute. But what happened today? What happened to me today? Was it fear of me returning back to that depressed place? Did fear come over me? Possibly. However, fighting back my tears today wasn't the will of God. 
God didn't want me to hold those tears in. God began to show me, Brenda, the only reason why you entered that depressed state in the first place after your mother died was because you suppressed your feelings. You used alcohol, sex, weed, and weed to numb your pain. That's what I did. Those are my outlets. Those are the things I used to, to, to numb that hole that was created after I lost my mother. But can I share something with you that I've learned? Numbing my pain was Satan's game. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Numbing my pain was Satan's game. What did he gain? I'm going to tell you. He gained an opportunity to sneak his blue devils into my temple to weigh me down and lure me into one of his hell cells. That's right. My choice to numb my pain with alcohol, sex, and weed granted Satan access to lock me up, to bind me, to put shackles on me. And it was also my choice (laughs) to realize where I was, to identify how I got there, and to strategize a plan, then execute it. So it it was my choice to get bound, and it was my choice to break free. It was my choice to, to realize where I was, and that was in darkness. It was my choice to identify how I got in darkness. And it was my choice to strategize a plan. And then it was my choice to execute it. Not just put a plan together and say I'm going to do something, never do it. But to put a plan together, a strategic plan together to break out, to break through, to break forth. Okay, allowing my tears to fall today wasn't taking me back to Satan's jail. Why? Because I'm free now. I'm free. I know what it takes to get. I'm not going back there. No, I've been there, done that. Y'all already know I ain't going back, right? But I'm free and I have the right to cry. I have the right to drop tears, even if it's 19 years later. That's my mother. And I miss her. You know, when you don't have a mom in this world anymore, it absolutely sucks. Can we be honest here? (laughs) Of course we can. Why? Because we on Brenda LaShore podcast, right? (laughs) We on that raw, unrated, authentic uh podcast. Absolutely. You know, when you lose a mother, you know, you're not going to always be okay. And that don't just go for your mom. That go for your dad, you know, your children, friends, husband, whoever you lost to death. You know, you're not going to always be okay. You're going to have your good days. You're going to have some bad days. You're going to have some sad days. But here's the thing. You have to allow yourself to grieve. But can I tell you something that is so vital? Grieving don't only apply to death. (laughs) Whenever someone leaves your life or if you're forced to remove yourself from an intimate relationship, a friendship a marriage, a career a place of employment, your church home whatever it's gonna hurt it's a loss and anytime you experience any type of loss you have the right to grieve and I always tell people grieve that thing through, grieve that loss through 
you have the right to cry. Why? Because it's called transition. Uh, Yeah. And transition is painful. Why? Because life isn't the same. Life is not the same. It has changed. And you are forced to live according to your now instead of your then. And that can be extremely hard to do, especially when it's forced. Whenever there's a loss, may it be good or bad for us, we must allow ourselves to grieve. Once again, there go that word, grieve that loss. Yes, even if the relationship, my sister, was toxic, you know, even if it was toxic, you still got to grieve that loss. If you had to leave a friendship because you were going here and they were stuck there, you were left with no other choice but to depart, grieve, cry, you know? Yes, it's something you didn't see happening and no, you weren't ready for that loss. It made you sad. It hurt you. You missed them in some areas, right? Can we be truthful about these departures? Of course we can. Because if we refuse to be truthful, we will never break through. We have to be honest here. We have to be honest about how we feel when we have to depart from people who are still alive. (laughs) People who we have connected to, who we have relationships with. Some of those losses are brutal. They rip our hearts into pieces and we're left devastated. And through our healing journey, we think about those losses. And when we think about those losses, our eyes fill with tears. And we do everything we can to fight them from falling down our face. And God doesn't want that. God says, don't do that. Don't suppress your feelings. Because when you suppress your feelings, you'll grant a door access to the spirit of oppression. And God doesn't want us heavy. When you fight back your tears and you fight back your feelings and you don't, you know, you ignore them and you shove them in the closet or you shove them underneath the rug, that's unfair to you. It's unfair to you. I want you to know something. And I wish someone would have told me this when they were ministering to me and my brokenness and what I was going through and the people I broke free of and, you know, toxic relationships that I had to walk away from and all this stuff. I wish somebody would have told me this, but since they didn't, I'm going to be the one to tell you, tell it to you. It is absolutely okay for you to miss those happy moments that you have with people who you you were once connected to. May it be an ex, you know, your friends, your booze, you know, your husband, if you were married and got divorced, you know, a brother, that your sister, you know, sibling relationship didn't work out, mother, father, you know, maybe mom died or maybe, you know, things just didn't work out or maybe you had to pull yourself back from your dad, you know, children, whomever, right? They were someone who you loved and honored and cherished. But you had to forcefully disconnect from them because of death or because the relationship was toxic. You know, there's memories that we have with people that we're connected to. You know, we could think of a, we can watch a movie, you know, one of the movies that we watch, we'll think of that person who we were with at a time watching that movie and the laughter that came along with that. You, those are memories, you know, that you have and it will cause you to miss that person. Doesn't mean that you're a bad person for missing that laughter in an individual or, or the time that you had. Maybe it was a song or maybe it was a dance that you guys did together. Who knows? But whatever it was, don't beat yourself up. If you, you are reminded of those times. 
and you grieve, you 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 know you 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 tear up. Don't don't beat yourself up for that. I always say missing those who are toxic is one thing, but being back with them is another. And that's something I do not recommend. I would never recommend that you be in a toxic relationship. But, you know, when you have to be, you know, forced away from a relationship and you didn't see it ending, it's difficult. And you have to grieve that relationship, you know. Whatever the case may be, death or just a forced, you know, forced departure, whatever it may be. Allow yourself to feel, allow the tears to fall, and allow yourself to press forward. Can I tell you that allowing yourself to feel grants God the permission to lay his loving hands on that tender spot in you? It sure does. And in the midst of you shedding those tears and you're crying, God is going to comfort you. And I'm speaking from experience. God is going to comfort you. He's going to heal you. He's going to strengthen you. He's going to give you peace, revelation, understanding. He's going to give you guidance. He's going to give you insight and strategy. And once you cried that last tear, baby girl, guess what? You're going to feel so strong. And not only are you going to feel strong, but you're going to be ready to take on what's next in your life. So don't ever suppress your feelings. Don't ever throw your feelings under a rug as if they don't matter. God cares about our feelings and he hears our cries and he responds mightily to them. God doesn't want us on an emotional roller coaster. That's something suppressing our feelings will do. It will put us on an emotional roller coaster. <laughs> he wants us healthy in our emotions. That's why he tells us I'm near to the brokenhearted. And we must know that the spirit of heaviness have no power over God. That's why he tells us to cast our heavy burdens to him. The spirit of heaviness can't stand in the ring with God. Absolutely not. Because God said when we cast our burdens to him, he will sustain us. And when we are heavy laden to come to him and he will give us rest. God is the only one who can stabilize our emotions. He understands the weight of them, especially if they're overlooked or aren't handled accordingly. Our emotions must be handled accordingly. They must be handled in a healthy way. Suppressing our emotions is unhealthy. Refusing to feel is unhealthy. And that's like pretending it never happened. That's like pretending it's not there. That's like pretending you don't have an emotion, you know, um, connected to that issue, that situation. That's not fair to you. That's not fair. So right now, my beautiful sister, I want you to take this time and think about what you are struggling with. And what tears have you been fighting back? I also want you to research the many attires pride dresses in and see if that spirit is hidden somewhere within you. If you happen to be struggling with the spirit of pride, I highly recommend that you pursue deliverance. Being delivered from, from pride, it may require you to, you know, to fast and pray. You know, the Bible said these, some of these demons come out through fasting and praying. Pride is a demon that comes out through fasting and praying. Why? Because pride is a spirit of le Leviathan. 
And I wish I had time to really elaborate on that spirit of of Leviathan. But I may come back on here. Who knows how God's going to lead me. But in the meantime, I recommend you researching the spirit of Leviathan. Research it. Okay? Research it. I believe it's in the book of Job chapter 40 or 41. I believe it's 41. Job chapter 41 talks about the spirit of Leviathan. Okay? Research that spirit. But I do want you to know, when pride is uprooted and defeated, so many demons will be revealed. So many of his little spirits that it was hiding will be revealed. So I want you to pay very close attention to all the demons and spirits that were hiding. Especially you would deal if you've been dealing with that spirit of pride. Pride hides other demons. Don't get it twisted. I promise you, once you uproot that thing, you will be amazed at what you discover. Now, before we close out, my sisters, I want to leave you with three takeaways. Okay, when you allow yourself to feel. These are some beautiful things when you allow yourself to feel. Number one, allowing yourself to feel is a form of self-care. Number two, allowing yourself to feel close doors of access to the spirit of oppression. Number three, allowing yourself to feel notifies God And it reveals to him that you are in desperate need of his assistance. Amen. I pray that this episode hit home. I pray that it resonated with you. I pray that it also allows you to be human. And allows you to feel again. To feel. No matter how painful the experience was, that you will take time out and you will allow yourself to go through the emotional part of what you've been through. And you will allow the tears that you've been fighting back to fall. And that you will allow God to come and lay his hand on that tender spot on the inside of you so he can mend that place, so he can fill that place with his love, with his peace, with his joy, with his strength, with his comfort. Because your feelings matter. They matter to God. And since they matter to God, they have to matter to you. You do damage to yourself when you ignore the way you feel. You do damage to yourself when you fight back tears that's beneficial for you if they fall. Don't let the spirit of pride talk you out of letting your tears fall like it almost did me today. Now I realize that I have to go and deal with the spirit of pride in me. I want any any form of pride that's hidden with me to come to the surface so it can be eradicated in the name of Jesus. So I too have work to do. I have to work my breakthrough as well. I told you, your girl live a breakthrough life. So I'm always breaking through from some things. You know, we are stronger together, my sister. We are stronger together. You're not in this fight by yourself. But here's the thing. You got to at least get up and fight. You cannot work your breakthrough if you don't fight through. (laughs) If you sit there and and be stuck and, and feel as if, you know, you are incapable of defeating the battle. The enemy will always 
get a false victory. And the reason why I say false victory is because he's already been defeated. I made a decision in my life to remind the devil that he's a defeated foe. And the way that I remind the devil that he's a defeated foe is by getting up out of those chains he's trying to put me in. Coming up out of that depressed state. Coming up out of some, some dark places to remind him, no, you can't hold me down. You're already down. You are underneath the feet of my God. <laughs> I make it my business to remind the devil that he's already defeated by rising in a victorious mentality. Amen. So I love you, my sisters, with the love of God. Again, thank you so much for joining me on today. Remember, this can be an answer prayer to a woman who is sitting in a dark place right now, wondering how can she defeat that excruciating battle. You have this tool right here to help her. You just don't know because a lot of people don't, don't share what they're really going through. But if you can share with a woman, tag her, go for it. Go for it. Because I believe that this podcast is onto something. And not just this one, the whole entire podcast. This Work Your Breakthrough podcast in general. I believe that it's a weapon of mass destruction in the lives of God's daughters, including my very own. So again, you matter. Your feelings matter. Your tears matter. Tend to them. Allow yourself to feel and be encouraged. Be strengthened in the power and the might of God. Be strengthened on today. Be encouraged. You can do all things through Christ that strengthens you, my sister. And like I said, I love you with the love of God. And I'm looking forward to returning next Tuesday with another flame topic. Go ahead and leave your girl a review if you haven't left one yet. And we'll see each other or be back, you know, with each other next Tuesday. I always say see each other, you know. I like to look at things in a spirit, you know what I mean? The connection, I see the connection. All of us coming together as a unified body of strong and mighty and powerful women of God, daughters of the King, sisters in Christ. I'm so excited. So, yeah, when you hear me say, I'll see you next week, that's me like, yeah, God, I'm going to see my sisters, you know. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing, ladies. But until next week, guys, have a blessed and prosperous week in the name of Jesus. Amen. God bless you.